spent like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guys Mojo Mutati and our we got a special guest, our legal extraordinaire, Jason Beckerman here with us. Guys, we're going to start with big news concerning Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, who is absolutely at war with his longtime girlfriend of about six years, Erica Herman. Now, guys, we broke the story earlier today uh, on our websites. Erica Herman has filed uh, legal documents in Florida, and she is arguing that a non-disclosure agreement that she signed back in 2017 near the start of her relationship with Tiger Woods should not be valid. And she is citing a federal law. It's called the Speak Out Act. And uh, what that act says, it was signed by Biden uh, in December. Uh, it says if there is uh, an, instant, uh, an instance of uh, sexual assault or sexual harassment, that NDAs are not enforceable. Now, I think it's important to say uh, Erica does not uh, single out, she doesn't specify uh, any allegation of either sexual assault or uh, sexual harassment, but bottom line, that is what the law is. Now, uh, that's not all, because now, Jason, uh, we have just learned, and uh, we just posted this on the website here, there is a lot more to this story. There sure is. Erica Herman is not just saying that, you know, or implying, I guess it is, that there's been these acts of sexual harassment or sexual assault by Tiger Woods. She's also saying that he violated Florida law by kicking her out of the house they shared down in Florida. She says that she had been living with him for five years in this Florida house and that she had developed an oral tenancy, basically a right to live there as a tenant and perform services for him in the house in exchange for living rent free. She said that he promised her that she could live there for another five years, uh, but when they broke up last fall, he kicked her out of the house. He said that he, he, she says that he did it by trickery. Basically, his people said, come with us to the airport. We're going to go take you on a short trip. She packed a bag. She went down to the airport. She was informed when she got to the airport that she would never be allowed back in the house again, that they were breaking up. And that, uh, in fact, that she would, they would get her personal effects for her and provide them to her, which she says never happened. They also said that she, they stole $40,000 in cash that she had, uh, and she's never seen that. So some really nasty allegations about the breakup and about the, this personal property that's $40,000. But ultimately, Mike, she says she's entitled to $30 million in damages because, again, she says she had an entitlement to five additional years living in this house rent-free. And she says that's about the value of what my tenancy would have been had you put it on the open market. Wow. Hey, it must be a nice house. Um, so, Jason, is the assumption here then that she's fighting the NDA so she would be able to talk about some of the things that she alleges happened to her while she was dating Tiger Woods? Yeah, it's right, because she can say whatever she wants in court documents without fear of reprisal. But there's two elements at issue here. One sort of legally boring, which is he's trying to force her into arbitration. She's trying to say that the arbitration agreement, which is separate from the NDA, is not enforceable for the same reasons that there's a sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations. But she's also saying, to your point, that this NDA, I should be able to talk to the media, I should be able to talk to my friends, my family, whomever I want about it, because this NDA is not enforceable under the law you cited because I was the victim of sexual assault or sexual harassment. Wow, Mojo, and I don't know how you feel about this, but Tiger Woods is one of the most 
you know, hold close to the vest, doesn't have a big circle. He's one of the most private people in all of sports. And, and I, I know for a fact there would be so much interest in hearing Erica Herman talk about her time with Tiger Woods. I mean, they dated a long time. She was there when he won a Masters, when, no, when uh, nobody thought he would play golf again. And I, I know that people would love to hear her sit down and do an interview, to write a book and... Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see ultimately what happens here and and uh, and what a judge decides. And if this NDA is ruled that it's not enforceable, what Erica Herman has to say about her many years alongside Tiger Woods? Yeah, I mean, this what an unbelievable situation. So much to unpack here. You know that Tiger Woods is going to fight this. He does not want this information out there because this is just going to stack the chips against him in a much bigger way and, uh, you know, be a much bigger chip for him to to settle this money. I mean, she's coming at him for a lot of money. $30 yeah. million dollars is a, a lot of money, a life-changing amount of money that most people don't make. If she can get the public interest on her side, Tiger might just settle to make this go away because now you're talking about loss of endorsements and other job opportunities. This is going to end up costing him way more than $30 million. When you're worth that much, they're probably not ever going to end because now you're talking about a significant lifestyle change as well. No, you're, you're so right. And especially when you look at Tiger Woods history, uh, we don't need to talk about that again, but he's got a history with women. Uh, his dating life has been placed under a microscope. And yeah, you certainly understand why someone like Tiger Woods has uh, a, a partner sign an NDA. Look, uh, clearly this is not going away. Or there is a lot on the line here, not just money-wise. It's a case that we will continue to follow. So that was Steve Ballmer, the wealthiest owner in the NBA, who was incredibly fired up about the new Intuit Dome, which is going to be the Clippers' new dome, new arena in Inglewood. But he is so damn excited about the amount of toilets and urinals, Mojo, that they're going to have it. Uh, I, I love it. I love Steve Ballmer and his passion for everything. Dude. I never thought someone would be this hyped up about uh, public toilets, but I gotta say, Babcock, I understand the hype. This is massive. Triple the amount of toilets of any other stadium. Look, man, think about this from a dollars and cents perspective. This will pay itself off so quickly. Think of all the extra concession sales that they're going to have. You go to a game, you watch how much you drink because you don't want to go to the bathroom. You watch how much you eat because you definitely don't want to go to the bathroom at a stadium. The lines are so long. You're going to miss so much of the game. This is huge. You want to talk about the lack of empty seats now. I, I don't know about the stadiums you've been to, but I know whenever I have to go use the bathroom at one of those, there's usually a good hundred people in front of yep. me or so. You miss this the game, boring. Mojo. Stores. You can't have it. You pay all that money for a good seat, and then you spend it in the bathroom missing uh, all the good plays. <laughs> this is no longer an issue. I think with that amount of toilets, 
you're pretty much never going to have to wait in the line ever. I think, again, it will drive concession sales up, more purchases, more money in, and it's just going to make such a better experience for everyone attending the games. I'd be that hyped, too, if I was announcing that. The Intuit Dome. The Welcome back to TMZ Sports. I am your host today, Mojo Mutati, joined by a guest I am extremely hyped about. Two-time WWE champion, two-time intercontinental champion, a man who's won just about every single title in WWE history. He won Tag Team of the Year. He even won Most Hated Wrestler of the Year. And now, maybe the most loved man in Tennessee, where he is the mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacob joins us on the show today. Glenn, how are you today, sir? Man, I'm doing great, Mojo. Your energy is contagious, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) We got biography, WWE Legends. We got an episode coming out this Sunday. We'll get to that in just a second here, but I want to start and talk about politics a little bit here. (laughs) Never thought you'd be talking about that with a, a WWE wrestler, but here you are in your second term how are things going in Knox County? Man, everything's going really well here. Uh, you know, Tennessee is a great place. It's a wonderful day today, uh, springtime, but everything really is going going really well. Um, and I, I tell people that I've had the two best jobs that anyone could ever have. I've been a WWE superstar and mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. When it's all said and done, what do you want people to remember most of, of you and your term and as mayor running the city? I think that uh, what I want is pretty simple, just people to understand that I cared about my community and wanted to do what I could uh, to make it an even better place. You know, as mayor, you don't do that yourself, but what you can do is you can kind of lay out a vision and uh, get people to the table and somewhat lead the way. And I just hope that people realize that you know, I'm not in this for myself. I'm in it to make our place, the place that I live, even better than it already is. Well, it's definitely been awesome as a fan and a friend watching from afar. As you, uh, you're just so loved by everyone uh, in Knox County. It's great to see. After this term, are we gonna see maybe running for governor, senator? What comes <laughs> next? And I don't know. I'm just trying to do the best job I can as mayor right now. So we'll we'll leave that until the time comes. Let's go ahead and shift gears here. Uh, this Sunday, March 12th at 8 p.m., biography, WWE Legends. Uh, this one's all about you. What can we expect to see that we, we haven't seen about you already? And, uh, you know, <laughs> fill us in on what's happening. You're going to see a little kid who was born in Madrid, Spain, <laughs> which you've probably never seen before. Pictures from my childhood. Uh, you'll meet my parents, um, some of the folks that have been very uh, influential and important in my wrestling career. You're going to meet my family, uh, which well, we don't get to do very often. Or it's really cool to hear, like, The Undertaker and what he thought about something. I'd never asked him that before, just for whatever reason. Um, I mean, we, we still talk pretty often, but it, that that's what was, for me, is really cool. I was like, oh, that's, I didn't know that Mark thought that, right? Um, so. You you get to see behind the scenes look at Kane, at Glenn Jacobs. Uh, really, I think what makes me tick. Um, you know, I uh, like you. I played college football. Uh, was looking to play in the NFL. Blew my knee out. That's really what started my, my wrestling career. Uh, 
but you know, my mom tells that story and I kind of forgot some of it. Right. So it's just, it's neat to be able for me to go back and relieve, relive that stuff. I gotta ask WrestleMania around the corner in LA. What are the odds when we see Kane back in the ring now or later? We're going to, we're going to get uh, back or what? I, I don't know. Never say never in WWE, but I don't know. That's probably a question for Kane, not for me. <laughs> I love it. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for joining us today on TMZ sports. Again, check out biography WWE legends, uh, this Sunday, March 12th at 8 p.m. on a and It's going to be one for the books. And Glenn, thank you again for joining us, sir. Thanks, Mojo, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, how did Travis Kelsey do as host of Saturday Night Live? Well, one top comedian compared the Super Bowl champion to Phil Hartman. Yeah, pretty high praise. We're going to be joined by comedian Jeff Dye next on TMZ Sports. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike Babcock. Uh, we have a special guest here, comedian Jeff Dye. Jeff has a brand new game show, which is great, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I'm not just saying that. Uh, called Who the Bleep Is That? We're going to get into the game show in a few minutes, Jeff. Well, you are a legit, you're, a, you're not one of these celebrities who's not... Uh, you know, who's a fake sports fan. You are I a love real deal, legit, diehard sports fan. Seattle and Rivers. wrestling. So, and, Mojo, and wrestling. keeping your seat warm. We we just had on, it was it was Mojo and it was Kane. Yeah, the warmest seat. We would Kane's kill, seat. We would, yeah. <laughs> we would destroy them in a tag team match. Uh, I, I mean, think you, we, I mean, would, uh, we would die, I think, <laughs> for sure. Mojo was a, I read a great article about Mojo a long time ago about how, like, everyone liked him when he played football, yeah. too. He's just, like, the yeah. most likable guy. He is the most likable, like, down-to-earth coolest guy I love ever. It. He'll exhaust you because he has crazy energy, but that's good. the greatest. He is the I like best. That. We love, we we need love energy. Mojo. We need, we need yeah, energy. We need it. Like uh, it. All right, let's talk. Uh, last week, Travis Kelsey, and we talked about this uh, on the show earlier in the week, Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night yeah. Live, obviously wins the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you're a comedian. I thought it was good, but what the hell do I know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say Was that he any good? I've, I've, I've done a whole 180 on this. So Travis Kelsey, he did a bunch of crap where he was like talking trash to the governor. Yeah. Or the mayor of. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the mayor of called, Cincinnati. Know your role and shut your right. mouth. He's doing all that. And I go, oh, I don't like this guy like at all. And I don't like. And you're that. a wrestling guy. That was an ode to the rocks, right? Yeah, I know. But it's also just a bad look. Okay. You know, like you, like any mayor or governor is trying to just hype up his city yeah. and say that he's not, he's, yeah. he's not, he doesn't want to go tit for tat with, right, this, with, Travis with a yeah. really big, cool athlete who's young millionaire. So he's just trying to, so I didn't like that. Okay. So when I heard he was hosting, I go, here we go. Another right. athlete trying to be funny yeah. on, on a SNL. By thing. and large, you think athletes not, not really yeah, great at comedy? Not, not great at okay. that. In my experience, yeah. from everything I've seen. Right. Well, you would know, everything right? I've yeah. seen. <laughs> uh, but then he was on, he was so good. He was yeah. so good. Oh, so you, okay. I thought it was so funny. The, the, the doll uh, sketch. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? American doll? Right. Yeah. Something, yeah. So good. That it was, was good. so funny. I, yeah. I sent it to like 20 of my friends. Really? Yeah, so he's won me over. I like you now. Uh, I just didn't like I, the... I didn't know that I liked you when you were doing all the theatrics right. with the thing. But you liked him up on the SNL stage. How, how hard is that? I would think that would be the hardest and the scariest thing. That would be the last thing that I would want to do. I just feel like that would be terrifying. Live show, the country's watching, yeah. doing these skits, you're, you know... 
Well, it's scary. not fair that I'm saying that all these athletes suck at it. It's it's not fair because why would they be good? I'm not trying to be too harsh on the athletes, but I, I do think that uh, Kelsey killed it. He reminded me of yeah. Phil Hartman. That's how good I'd say he was. Seriously, no kidding aside. Not not being sarcastic. It was very Phil Hartman-esque. So if he wasn't 6'7 and the greatest like pass-catching tight end ever, you would be like, that guy could make it in comedy? Yeah, he's funny. Well, I don't know if he could make it in comedy, but he could definitely make it in acting. He, he could, was killed it in acting. Because he's not reading Is that more jokes. like... So that, that's, that would be more uh, of... Right, you're doing sketches. Yeah. Right, he did do the monologue. The monologue was funny, but... Funny people wrote right. some things, okay. and he delivered it really well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, See, that's acting. why it was his delivery. It just, he seemed natural up there to me. Well, like Tom Brady's thinking about doing stand-up. Have you heard about this rumor? I, I, I did. Now, they say that's not going to happen. I get the feeling that he'd be terrible at it, though. Uh, I, th I don't know. Yeah, I don't know he if he'd be good. He's stiff, doesn't he? Well, I just don't think it would anyone would receive him. Right. Yeah, People yeah. go, what? Right, Tom Brady. You're the best-looking guy ever and right. the greatest football player, and right. now you want us to laugh at you? <laughs> That's right. going to be a tough one. Tell me about the new game show, Jeff. Uh, who to believe is that? It is, well, first of all, premiered uh, on Monday. Yeah. Monday through Friday, uh, airing in, in 12 big markets across the country here. I'm going to give them to you. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Houston, Phoenix, Minneapolis, Detroit, Orlando, and Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, basically, we take three contestants, and they compete to identify a distorted celebrity before their opponents. And if they can, they win, a, they win points to try to play for $5,000. It's, it's fun. I've been watching it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun to play along. I'm not smart enough for, like, Jeopardy and for those yeah. game shows. Like, I can, I can handle Just this. See and a it's, face. A, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we, keep, really we mix is. it up. We've got a fair amount of athletes, uh, politicians, musicians, um, actors, YouTubers, TikTokers, right. we have the whole range. A lot of the ones I didn't know was like Donald Rumsfeld. Like, I don't know any of the politicians. Right, right. Unless it's like a president. But right. all, so there was a lot of those that were tricky. And then also I had to be real creative about jokes for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say some terrible thing. They go, and I go, all right, now let's take it from the top here. I said a thing that I shouldn't do. It's a lot of fun. Uh, again, check your local listings on different times uh, in those markets. But Monday through Friday, who the bleep is that? Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Thank man. You. Appreciate Thank you. Appreciate you. See you next time, Mojo. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, your friend, WWE superstar Liv Morgan. She went viral last night all over Twitter, Mojo, because Liv was sitting courtside at the New York Knicks Charlotte Hornets game, Mojo, and she was captured on video. We're going to show it to you here. She was getting chatted up by this guy next to her, and boy, it looked like she wanted nothing to do with talking to this guy. And a lot of people were clowning him like, dude, he, she's just not into you. Well, Mojo, turns out there's more to the story than we knew last night because Liv knows this guy because he is a WWE executive. He has been for a really long time. And because of that, he goes way back with Liv. Now, his name is uh, Justin Scalise. And yes, was very much not trying to pick her up. <laughs> Yo, this, this one was hilarious. Obviously, these are two people that I, I very much like. Liv is an absolute sweetheart. And Scalise is actually the guy I used to put all my comp tickets in with uh, for all the various <laughs> events we do four or five times a week all over the world. Just an incredible guy. If I had to guess what is going on here, Obviously, we know that Liv was there to, to work the event. It's the road to WrestleMania, so all the wrestlers are out there doing tons of promotion uh, to, to build up the fan base, to get everyone hyped up for the event, which includes going to sporting events. 
Sometimes the problem with these is when you're wrestling four or five nights a week, you don't know what exactly you're supposed to do at these events when you <laughs> actually show up to them. So that is why uh, these pro wrestling promotions, they make sure you always have a chaperone who is going to be there to handle everything for you so you can show up and do the job. I got to think that's what Scalise was doing here. And if I had to guess, he was probably telling her what she had to do at the next timeout, at the next halftime, when the game was over, kind of her running, running her through the script. If, if you're watching carefully, you can see her, you know, respond, okay, or yup, I got it. They're full on in work mode here, clearly. So obviously it wasn't a situation of one trying to pick up the other. Of course, the internet will have their fun and, and make their jokes. Hard to blame them because this clip is really funny out of context. But uh, that, that would be my guess from an insider's perspective. Mojo, I kind of like the story the way uh, I thought it was last night yeah. when he was picking her up. <laughs> All right, Mojo, we are out of time. Check us out tomorrow. We are going to be joined by UFC President Dana White. After UFC 285 was a huge card, lots to talk to Dana about. It's going to be great, Mojo. Definitely will make it the best show since today.